2: It's Jim Kramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action.
3: Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Kingtonia with Jim Kramer, live from Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber has the morning off. Futures are weak on the back of Walmart's pre announce, compounded by news just now that Spotify, Shopify will lay off. 10% plenty of downgrades to a broku paramount on this busiest day of earnings so far a roadmap this morning begins with walmart's profit warning sending shares lower in the pre-market dragging other retailers along with it plus 3m the latest name planning to spin off its healthcare business into a separately publicly traded company and gm heading lower falling short of analyst estimates failing to ship nearly hundred thousand vehicles due to parts shortages Let's get right to Walmart sinking after cutting its outlook for the current quarter in the full year. In this news release, Doug McMillan does say, quote, the increasing levels of food and fuel inflation are affecting how customers spend. And while we've made good progress clearing hardline categories, apparel in Walmart U.S. is requiring more markdown dollars. Jim, we talked about this when inventory was up 30 percent plus Back in May, at the time, they said they could work this off in a couple of quarters.
2: Well, I mean, they really did pick uh, they picked hard goods. Uh, I think that if you look at what Target did, they went for everything that they were long, that they had too much inventory of. Inventory management is the, uh, both the bane of existence and, the, uh, I'd say, the high point of good, of good managers. Carl, I'm going to say this. I know Jan Niffen was critical of what I said, but I don't know if they've lost control of the situation. Now, it's true that they have a lower-income customer, but not that low, that this is just a given. No one is criticizing them for being, perhaps, executing poorly. So I am. I'm from a retail background. My parents are both retailers. When I see this, it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder, do they have control over what is really going on? They have good, they can watch our show. Now, it is absolutely true that if Capri and Tapestry have better numbers, they might say, well, we will too. But they also see how much money is being spent on grocery, the country's largest grocer. They also see how much money is spent on gasoline. And I think that they were incorrect in their inventory control. Now, when you get to Mickey Trexler, a great manager, he would tell you that this is unforgivable that they were wrong, this wrong
3: unforgivable that they're this wrong and Target was wrong. I mean, how many oh no, big players round. can be second wrong? Round,
2: second round. Now, maybe Brian Cornell comes out today and says, you know what, we were wrong too. But when we look at them all, look at Gap, okay? Does not Gap breathe through to Walmart? I mean, if you look at Gap, which is just a terrible performer, can't you say, you know what, our customer is similar to Gap? Now, there were some notes to say that Phillips PVH did okay, Levi's did okay. But I question exactly how well their execution is now no one wants to say that because it's walmart today it was sam's club i think when i when you when costco reports you're going to see that rich Galante, cfo does not allow this and i use that verb very very rarely he will not allow this to happen
3: What was the other path other than to say we still have this leftover inventory from earlier in the year?
2: okay. I'm looking at Ali's Bargain Store. I just got my flyer and they are offering many of the things that we're talking about. Now, they're offering a lot of a lot of stuff that's offering, you know, the P&G stuff, too. But I just find that the idea that they can look at their vast pastiche of business and not make a determination that maybe this is the wrong stuff to own. I, I just don't buy it. I, they have a fabulous grocery business, okay, fantastic grocery business. But you can look at whether things are selling. You can do it. They have every sort of technology to tell them. I mean, when my dad worked at Gimbel's, I feel like he knew more about trousers and gabardines than these guys know about apparel. And that was in the 50s. This is not forgivable. It's not forgivable. Now, they're going to say, Jim, it was across the board. It's not across the board. It's not. There are plenty of places that are doing okay, that have figured it out. You clear inventory ahead. You make a judgment ahead.
3: Yeah, we're going to, well, we're going to find out. Uh, Amazon clearly is one that's going to give us a. Better okay, success. Amazon but B of A
2: today, fifty-five percent third party, so that's not going to be them at all. Right, they've got Amazon Web Services obviously going to make. So you have you have forty-five that's on the line. I think you're going to sign. I mean, M S Morgan Stanley says it's a potential warning. I think that Amazon Web Services is going to carry data. That's why they came on there. Look, I, do I want to buy but, Amazon in well, the quarter? Uh, I'm not an idiot.
3: A W S is clear, but B of A's point is that their own credit card data uh, for the lowest cohort. Online spend down six in Q2.
2: come. I'm not denying it. OK, let me let me go because I want to be really clear. I Walmart did not suddenly wake up and say, you know what? We have a lower cohort They didn't do that. Sam's didn't suddenly wake up and say, you know what? Wow. Look at our base business. It turns out to be the people aren't as wealthy as Costco. Go over Steve's query. Go over every single, parse his comments on, on, at Marketing Express. He said over and over again, the money's being spent on travel. It's not being spent on hard goods. It's being spent on travel. It's being spent on travel. What? Couldn't you call Steve's query if you're dug with Bill and say, hey, what are people, people spend it on? Do you talk to these people? I mean, you could talk to Steve's query. Two months ago, he would have told you. I spoke to Steve query. What do I speak more? Do I have more going for me than they do? Well,
3: if you if you're going to lay the blame for this at the feet of Walmart, then you better hope the rest of the retailers don't miss. Because Matt
2: Boss I, at JPM thinks
3: half of his no, universe in the mall. Miss.
2: In the mall's all bad. Again, I'm not saying that the other guys aren't going to miss. Every store in the mall is going to miss. Every single store. What I am saying is, isn't Walmart better than everybody? Why can't they see this? Don't they have the data to see that we got too much we had too much hard goods, now we have too much apparel? Now look, Brian Cornell could come out and say the same thing. And I will say the same thing, which is I thought Brian was better than this. I am making a judgment. That these companies that claim they have all of this intelligence and they have all of the things that, that we talk about, that they have the tremendous, all the different the service nows, and they've got the sales forces, sure. and they've got the they have great data. And I'm just saying that Walmart's got the best data. I think that they should. You're
3: you're holding them to a higher standard than any other. That's
2: what I'm doing. I'm saying that I've always I've always adored Walmart and thought they were great because they always seem to be able to manage these issues. This is two quarters in a row that they have magic. Will I hit Cornell if he screws up? Why not? I'm just saying all I'm saying is, yes, if you're a mall retailer, you're stuck. You don't know what you're doing. You have no reason. They have no raison d'etre. Sure. It's a bad French, you know, it's it's E-T-R-E, you know. But I I look at these guys and I think, well, they've got Walmart.com. I mean, did that fall apart when Mark Glory left and did the Wonder Truck? They've got a tremendous technology. How many times have they said, we have the best technology? Well, then why can't you see this? That people are spending, look at at Albertsons today. Was it revelatory? It's not revelatory. I'm holding them to a higher standard.
3: Yeah. Um, What about the, obviously, the follow-on commentary today is pressure on packaged goods, as Walmart's going to push back and say, guys, we are not paying that anymore?
2: So far, people haven't been able to do that. It's funny you mention that. I mean, I was talking to Mary Barra, who's so great from GM, and I know we can get to GM. I said, why don't you push back at the steel companies? She said, well, they're our partners. We try to do our best. I think that Walmart will say that. Uh, We try to do our best, uh, and that's terrific. But Walmart is the biggest buyer of everything. Why haven't they done it already? They're late. They're late. How about that? How about we say they're late? Yeah. Like, why should we give them a pass? They have better data than we do. I mean, what did they like, wake up and said, well, you know, they're not just buying, they're not buying the hard goods. They're not buying the apparel. Get rid of the apparel. Now, I know that Brian Cornell was really aware of the problems in inventory and told me he's just going to dump everything. And if he comes out tonight, then the Walmart people are going to say, Jim, you are really too hard on And I come back and say, I hold Walmart to a higher standard. You know, most people feel, well, you know what, they have, I go to Walmart, okay? Now, I'm not an outlier. There's a 200 million people go to Walmart. I am saying that Walmart's a great company, so shouldn't they, shouldn't we, look at McDonald's. McDonald's is a great company. I, if they screwed up, I would be like, wow, Chris. CEO. I think that Walmart, I, I, I'm beginning to get more concerned. Interesting. Remember, um, they have had some times where they've had not great management and they produce these kinds of numbers, but they, they adjust. They're going to need to adjust.
3: Well, uh, this open uh, down eight is going to be, if it's actually, it should it, be lower. It's, than it's that. down more than nine. It's, Jim, down it's the biggest gap lower since Black Monday, 87, according to Bespoke.
2: Um, Black Monday. That's going back a ways. I mean, you know, there are a lot of stocks that didn't even trade that day. It's like, unfortunate I traded that day, which then indicates my age. And what happened is there were no bids. Yes. You could go down. Um, I Look, Walmart was down much lower than this. Uh, and you know, maybe someone's going to make a concerted case that this is your chance. Uh, I'm not making that case. Not yet? No, I would make the case of some of the retailers that are doing very well. well. Now, again, I'm not saying they did poorly and everyone else did well. I'm saying they are better and they did poorly. Because they're going to scream at me. They're going to say, Jim, Target didn't do well, and this guy didn't do well, and that didn't do well. You know, they're not Belichick. These guys are Belichick, for heaven's sake. They're supposed to be Belichick. Old Belichick. They're not the Giants. Current
3: Belichick. Well, you
2: know, okay, Brady. (laughs) Okay, how about this? They're uh, they're Tomlin. He's always in the playoffs. (laughs) I love him. Uh, No, but I'm saying that, like, there are franchises in the NFL that are great franchises, and we expect a lot from Green Bay. We expect a lot. right? We just expect a lot. We, we, we do expect a lot from, from the Patriots. I do. I mean, I just say, well, I, I, the Chiefs. I expect the Chiefs to do better. These are all Walmart. OK, I expected Walmart to be a division team, a top division team, and they're not delivering. Now, they may call me and say, you know what? Everybody's not delivering. I don't care about everybody. Why do I care? This is Walmart. They have the best intel, the best information. Why didn't they pivot? Uh, yeah, well, we, we, we'll look for more answers on that. Uh, uh, as to, as they to should pivot. This,
3: this bullwhip action was... I mean, it's like come out release in
2: the middle of the day, you know, end of the day. Hey, you know, Katie, barred the door. I mean, I want to know what kind of intelligence they're going to have to fix this problem.
3: Well, they did say uh, pretty constructive things about back to school. And well, we
2: got all morning to talk about it, of course. I wish they hadn't said that. Because if they screw that up, then once again we'll be saying, "Hey, now I know maybe we're spending too much time." Warmer. And again, listen, listen, Mr. McMillan. Mr. McMillan, I am not saying that everybody else is going to screw up too. I am saying that you are the best, and you need to be held to a higher standard, Mr. McMillan. You need to be held to a higher standard. He can come out and say, "You know what? I don't need to be, because I'm not that good." <laughs>
3: Uh, we'll watch GM today this morning as well. I'm the, I'm the Giants. I'm the Giants. We're allowed to lose every game.
2: What's the problem here? We're we're a lousy team. Why do you hold us to the same standard as good teams? Okay, there. All right, the Giants. Fine.
3: Uh, on GM, let's get to Phil LeBeau with the latest on that.
2: Morning, Phil.
4: Good morning, Carl. The shares of General Motors under a little bit of pressure after the company missed on the bottom line earning a buck 14 a share the street was expecting a buck 20. If you want to blame this miss on anything, blame it on the 3 Cs. We're talking about China, chips and the supply chain. The supply chain being under pressure. There you see the chip supply issues, they warned about this 3 weeks ago. China, the COVID lockdowns, we've been talking about how they've hit all the automakers over there. And then there's inflation. Now, if there's any good news in the GM Q2 report. It comes on the side of revenue. Revenue coming in better than expected at $35.76 billion, well ahead of what the street was expecting. The average transaction price, listen to this guys, near a record high at $50,499. Yes, they are seeing plenty of demand. Not enough to say that they're worried yet about the consumer. Here's CFO Paul Jacobson talking with us this morning on
1: Squawk Box. Everything that we've seen indicates that demand for our vehicles remains very, very strong. Um, Despite the fact that we've had increased production, inventory levels are staying down. Uh, We think there's a lot of uh, demand that was unmet over the last uh, couple of years as we've gone through COVID and through the chip issues.
4: As you take a look at shares of General Motors, one other news item from this morning, the company announcing that it has locked in its supplies for EVs, in other words, the components, the supplies, the raw materials needed to build EV batteries and all of what goes into an electric vehicle through 2025. We heard this from Ford just a few days ago. Now we're hearing it from General Motors as well. And this is critical, guys, because the next couple of years, you're going to see a huge ramp up in production, especially here in the United States from General Motors when it comes to electric vehicles. What they are saying this morning is we've got the supplies and the raw materials locked in to meet our targets. And their target at this point is to sell 1 million EVs in North America in
2: 2025. Guys, back to you. You know, Phil, I think that's a terrific report, and I thought that battery comment was great. I do want to uh, drill down on the fact that, geez, the demand is fabulous. And if, you, if, if they can raise yeah. rates, I mean, Mary would tell you, if they take, Mary Barb would tell you, if the Fed raises rates another 300 basis points, then it's $50 per, uh, per month more, and that's not good. But weren't you impressed about the sheer demand, particularly for trucks? It's out there, Jeb,
4: and it's not slowing down. Now, the interesting thing is we are seeing weakness in the auto industry on the lower end of the market. That's where you're starting to see delinquencies and defaults increase. And that's maybe where you start to see a little bit of pullback. But when you've got average transaction prices topping $50,000, I mean, I remember when the average transaction price was 36 dollars $37,000. It has skyrocketed over the last couple of years, and the consumer has said, bring it. I'm, I'm willing to, you know, they may not be crazy about paying over $50,000, but they're still buying. The consumer is not slowing down. I will be curious if we start to see that start to stabilize a little bit in the second half of this year, because you're seeing these incredibly high prices, not just for General Motors, but all automakers
3: uh, pretty fascinating, Phil. Thank you for that. And on the chip supply picture, Jim, NXP, uh, and demand exceeding our incrementally improving supply. Well,
2: that was a fab, now they have to do the conference call, but they, they're doing that, they, they have a fabulous release. And uh, I think that the problem with, the remaining problem with semiconductors is twofold. They gotta get the Chips Act passed. I mean, that would be foolish and terrible. And China, there's still problems. Lots of chips, are- we're, we're finding ourselves more dependent on China than we really thought. And it, I think it's really, it's a wake up call for the Senate. For the, it should be a wake up call for Congress. We've gotta get away from the Chinese. Gotta wean ourselves off the Chinese.
3: Well, you saw the journal piece uh, today, worried that in the next eighteen months they make a move on the straits or something like that.
2: Uh, That's why the United States should not let I mean if you listen to Raytheon, they would tell you it's not like you know, Raytheon Greg Hayes would tell you, it's not like that our Jake Sullivan is out there saying, Listen, we gotta win this war. I mean NATO did is rearming. That's one of the reasons why Raytheon is such good orders and yep. backlog. Yeah. We're going to um, but there is no doubt among the business people I talk to. I keep hearing the same thing. Jake Sullivan is a defeatist. Jake Sullivan is a defeatist. He's more scared of the Russians. You know what? I'm starting to I'm starting to not like this. Uh, there's a lot Are we are you scared of the Russians? How about when they go for Poland? Yeah, that's I mean, you know, we saw this game in 1938 in Munich in September. Well
3: the games he's playing with Nat Gas today, uh, Nat Gas record high are actually 14-year high.
2: Go buy some Back sweaters. Nine. Uh
3: still to come this morning, a ton of other earnings movers. We'll get to Raytheon in detail. GE, uh, Whirlpool, Coke, McDonald's, UPS, got some numbers cut on Apple, and of course uh, the downgrades today of Roku and Paramount. Back in a minute. The Walmart news is going to weigh uh, on sentiment on an an outsized basis. Actually, you look at the Dow futures, it really is concentrated in Walmart and Home Depot weakness. We'll see how much uh, other parts of the market can offset that today when we get the opening bell. In under 10 minutes, don't go away.
0: Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y dot What's on the horizon for financial markets? At p it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals.
3: McDonald's topping earnings expectations helped by some higher prices and value items. Uh, global Comps Jim, almost 10%. Street was looking for seven and a half. Yes. Uh, it's a
2: big international story today, too. Yesterday the stock was down. I sat here and said, don't they know this is McDonald's? McDonald's has got, I mean again, you know, this is what I'm saying about some of these companies like, like, like Walmart. They have tremendous systems and they execute perfectly. I mean, McDonald's, global comp sales increased nearly 10%. Now, I'm sure, you know, there's some inflation in there, but wow, are they well run. You know, remember, they, they were a little more hit or miss for a while. Sure. And this is all hit. It makes me want to say, you know what, they know how to run their business. They are good. I just applaud them. They have just really made it so the consistent growth, which is consistently underestimated by Wall Street, Wall Street just doesn't believe these guys can pull it off. I love this number.
3: Uh, domestic, 3-7 uh, on a three-year stack. Uh, you're talking 19%, Jim. Although on the call, uh, they did say uh, we are pushing through pricing. Consumers tolerating it well. Beginning to see some trade down from the lower cohort.
2: Well, uh, look, we are two countries. I mean, the lower cohort got a lot of money, got a child credit, got the money from the government. Um, now back to normal. What is it? Back to tough times. Obviously, J-PAL is reacting to everything that we see. Now, it would be very interesting to see, does he take into effect that they, does he say that's gasoline? We don't know, because he doesn't control gasoline. I mean, you could make an argument that J-PAL is winning here, uh, that he is making it so that they didn't go buy apparel at Walmart. I I would say that what's happened is is that the the lower middle and middle are strapped here because all of a sudden gasoline's up. But I don't, but there are jobs open. That's the anomaly here. There's so many jobs open that you would think that people would have the mobility. 45 million people did change jobs in the last year. That they'd have the mobility to go to a job that pays more. Uh, We'll find
3: out. Uh, You got the two year below three once again, 10 year below two
2: and three quarters. Oh man, okay, so just take the rate. That's just saying Jay's gonna take the race to 350. Um, Even there though, Mary Barr says fine. There's tremendous demand for cars, tremendous demand for travel. There's not a lot of demand for clothes. I mean, even Lulu's being cut. I mean, Lulu is always the sacred player. Uh, Yeah, we'll get the opening bell in under five minutes.
3: Time for Kramer's Mad Dash
2: as we count down to the opening bell. Tough letter, tough day at Shopify. Shopify made a mistake. They felt that somewhat like Amazon, that there would be a permanent blip up in e-commerce and they were wrong. Now I like their humility. They come out and say, listen, we totally screwed up. They do lay off people. But it's interesting to see that when they have in their email, in their mail to uh, people, everyone, they show you that things have reverted to where they were. So you have this line that's up and then a spike, and now it's back to where it would have been had the trend line just kept even. But they didn't think the trend line was coming. They thought the trend line was permanent, And that was very, very important. And a big miss, very big miss. And, and a tough thing for a company that does a good job. Yeah, uh, 10% layoffs pretty much across all units.
3: And we'll talk about it more after the bell here. Let's get the opening bell at the CBC Real-Time Exchange. And the big board, it is Nucor. At listing,
2: and at the NASDAQ Lehigh University commemorating five years of partnership with the NASDAQ. Now, I do have new quarter, and I will tell you after that quarter, they have every right to go crazy. It was a beautiful quarter, the execution was perfect. The Capallion on the show tonight. They are just a marvelous team. I've known them since uh, when I was at Goldman in the early 80s. They started obviously 72. And uh, cheer all you want, guys. You're champs. Uh, speaking of uh, steel, Whirlpool
3: last night was a beat. Uh, they do cut the guide though, Jim. Revenue they see down six, prior up two to three. But stocks behaving okay.
2: Now I was doing some work on what Whirlpool could do. Now they have a combination. If you combine the cash flow they have with the uh, cash that they have, you are getting the company for free if they sell Europe for five billion, which is what I think they can do. These guys absolutely were able to sell Russia to Arslan from Turkey, which is really rather extraordinary. I think uh, I think Bitschers doing a, a marvelous job in a very tough, uh, tough area. Uh, they didn't you know they they're not complaining about raw costs. They accept it. Uh, U.S. was weaker than I thought. But there is without a doubt uh, a sense to me that that company is in control, working in control of its destiny than I've ever seen them. And by the way, over the years, in the 80s, they were criticizing, criticizing, criticizing about their Latin American exposure. Bingo, Latin America saved them. This is a good quarter uh, relative to what I was expecting when I had them on, and I would not sell it because if they sell Europe, Europe, and by the way, there'd be no antitrust action because there are a bunch of, you know, Lucky G could buy it, LG. uh, Then you'll say, why didn't I buy Whirlpool right now?
3: Interesting. You know, speaking of household uh, goods, Weber, which we talked about yesterday, a couple Whoa. of big downgrades of B of A and Wells pr- price targets four or five.
2: Well, Weber's got a lot of debt.
3: You're right. debt That's a big part realized. of it today. Is the yeah, leverage. they got
2: 1.2 versus yeah. 1.8 market cap. Uh, Weber's venture it was private equity. They cut the deal very big in order to get the deal done. Of course, they fired the CEO. And uh, you do not need to—one of the things that's great about Weber is they last forever, which means you didn't have to buy one the next year. But just to not point them out just as alone, Traeger is Traeger doing too. poorly, too. But I expected more of Weber. Uh, they had uh, everything go wrong. And in the end, they deserve this. Now, the question is, how do they pull out of this uh, tailspin? I have uh, no answer for that.
3: I mean, uh, B of A said the number of households with grills— Highest on record, seventy percent, and almost forty replaced them in the last three years.
2: All right, well, that, that could. Yeah. Hurt. You know, Home Depot is a place for grills. Uh, Amazon stabilizing here, which is good. Now, look, you know, when you look at Weber, you think about that period where everybody, all these companies, just rushed to the market, took advantage of the market. I'm not saying the Weber shouldn't have done it, right. But they took advantage of the market and they crushed people. When you look at what these stocks have done. It is murder. I mean, Symbol Cook crushed everything. That's Traeger. He's very funny. <laughs> Cook. Man, they crushed people. It was, it was people. funny. Down 75%. I mean, what they did was take, they took your money and they put the grill on high. Money, money burning furnace? Yeah, money burning furnace, except for when it's done by by Tesla, it, it smells good. Yeah. I mean, I just cannot believe look, the web, these guys, they took, did they ever take advantage of the fact that it was better to grill outside than to get COVID inside? Right.
3: But you're you're sort of pointing again to this Shopify memo, which says, look, we made a bet that the migration to online was gonna last five, ten years' worth of business is going to migrate. And Amazon? It didn't pay off. Yeah. But at and the time when they thought that, they, had, they felt they had no choice but to expand. Well, that's what
2: Jassy will tell you, Am- and Jassy's a great CEO. But what the difference between Jassy and other, all these other guys is he realized very quickly. And then he took radical action. He had radical acceptance that he was wrong, and he moved. And Amazon's been a terrible stock, I admit. But so is Alphabet. Meta's is well, hey, real There's a real pattern here. If your company reached a billion dollars, you, you know, trillion dollars, they'll, t- they'll shave a billion off it in a nanosecond. But when I look at all these companies that came public last year, it really doesn't matter. I mean, you know, I mean, look, let's just pick on some companies. How about, how about a company called Figs? That's down a quick 66%. I remember I brought those clothes home, and my stepson put them on. And he said, I look like a doctor. And he took them off. Well, there you go. There's a, you know, right. remember Allbirds? Wow, we were all supposed to be in Allbirds. I didn't like my Allbirds. It hurt my feet. That's it. That's down 68%. How's Rent and Runway doing? Well, no, it's not doing that well. I mean, oh, down 51 This morning, there's a downgrade of Real Real. Real Real is real good. It doesn't matter. That's down 80%. Down 80%? Oh, no, that was, no, that can't be. No, that's another company. Real Real. That's just big. No, Revolve, your, your points, your Revolve, well made, right? real real so awful. Oh, did I make the point. Revolve's only down 55. percent Never mind, that's good. Yeah,
3: oh, but your point is that the 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 whipsaw effect of COVID and and spending patterns. You know, we, we get back to Walmart here, Jim. Um, as we we'll see, uh, down uh, down eight in the pre market. Currently down 121. Sort of collides with pretty good action in 3M and GE today. Jim, uh, oh, it's yeah,
2: so a 3M. They. Uh, Cordoned off the combat arms uh, in in some way that J and J tried trying to do with Tau. That was terrific. Uh, Mike Roman uh, selling the healthcare. I'm not sure whether I really approve of that because healthcare has been fantastic. But they have their day in the sun uh, if they can get the combat arms litigation under control, which is almost very difficult. So the part doesn't want him to do that. Then the stock does deserve to be higher, and this time we wasn't talking about groundwater, which was very good. Yeah. GE, when you speak to Larry Culp, it's very clear that you're uh, you could, you're buying aerospace and you're getting everything else for free, including healthcare, power, renewables. And I think you know, Larry would make the case, Larry Culp, that, look, do you really think that energy security isn't one of the most important issues uh, in the world after what's happened in Russia Ukraine? So he has a good story to tell. Uh, it's a Steve Tucson from JP JP Morgan's not not buying it nope. but that's you know this that's the great white whale well, that's a a is well below consensus yeah but I would say look Larry's Larry is augmenting his hand I mean he he was dealt like a three six seven ten Jack and he's been able to get not he's got two he's got two pair and he's gonna take that to three of a kind he is I mean, because the spinoff off is good yeah Although and they do they're, add,
3: they're, they are trending toward the low end. Oh, no doubt about it. They're
2: yeah. they they are are they're, they're not a, a high single-digit grower. Uh, but they're going to be able to do the spin-off. Uh, and it's investment grade. Uh, and the stock's down 25%. What's uh, the matter? What's the matter?
3: No, I'm just looking at uh, UPS as well. Uh, yeah, well, this UPS the is complicated. Were disappointing. A lot of reiterations of guides today, Jim. I UPS, RTX, uh, GM, a lot of... Lot of uh, Saying, look, we're, we still see what we saw before.
2: Yeah, UPS. Okay, so domestic was down 4.7. Package. It, it, look, the revenues were up per piece. I'm not going to jump all over Carol Tomei here. I, w- I don't think it was bad. And look, in praise of non-folly, praise of folly, good book. Uh, Coca-Cola, it's only up 0.7. That's a mistake. That was a beautiful quarter. I, I probably one of the best quarters I've seen. Oh my God! Organic up 16 is double what the street. The guy. James Quincy is fabulous, and he's not even talking about some of the ancillaries that he's developed. Well, Topo there's, Chico, Ranch Water. there's been uh, Water. some
3: investments. You've talked to him about that. That did weigh a little bit.
2: Yes, there's been, been the one-third of their growth, not one-third of the company, but one-third of their growth happens to be some of these newer things that we talk about, whether it be Topo Chico, Ranch Water. Uh, we haven't seen yet the uh, Coke, Jack and Coke. Uh, but I just think if you, they've got some headwinds, debt ratio is under range, it's well in hand. $10.5 billion free cash flow. I think he is putting money in growth areas and done a remarkable job and re energized that company. So I want to praise GE. I want to praise James Quincy, uh, Larry Cole, praise James uh, Quincy, praise McDonald's. So I'm not like I'm not a negative guy here. <laughs> I got guys, hey, look, I thought if you want a hand. That is being augmented. Look at oh, Raytheon. Raytheon ran into the quarter. That's what was bad. Mm-hmm. The, the, when you look at the book to bill of Raytheon, 1.35. I mean, they've got so many years. Their backlog is insane. Yeah. And some people say the sales were missed forever. No, the no, only no. thing that I don't like is that the U.S. government is not spending enough money to buy military for Ukraine. And I think we have to stay on. Now, you can say, well, Jim, you're, you're pro-Ukraine. Well, yes.
3: No, but your point's good. Uh, 4% organic was a miss. But they did say
2: no softening of demand. No, and the aerospace numbers were extraordinary. And the, Rock- the Collins was a great buy. And uh, I just think he did. Just, uh, you know, I, I am so impressed with Greg Hayes. He has done some remarkable things. Pratt and doing well, But what is his biggest problem? It's twofold. Uh, supply chain. And finding enough engineers, he's got jobs. Listen, people who've been laid off by you West Coast companies, five thousand engineers. So he's got a big operation. Go to Caltech, uh, go to Stanford, uh, go to the Harvey Mudd, go to and get Facebook. Uh, headquarters. Yeah, well, there's people just engineers saying, "Hey, listen, I," you know, Mark Zuckerberg is not, you know, he's not that happy. There's with actually
3: me. a great piece in The Verge this morning about Meta. And the reaction Um, they got when when Mark had that call saying that a lot of people here don't deserve to be here. And some workers were like, well, who
2: hired them? Yeah, the calling of the herd. That's like when Starbucks hired a union organizer, actually a person. They hired a union organizer in Buffalo. You know what? Shocking. She organized a union. Uh, I do think, look, I don't think Meta's is going to make the number. My channel just says Meta, look, I don't want to take the B you know, low double digit. I'm not trying to flip everything. Yeah. I do believe that Mark, Mark Zuckerberg will solve the metaverse. I'm in the metaverse. I kind of like being in the metaverse because the rest of my life is just okay. Well, I uh, do my work. I go into the metaverse. It's pretty good as long as I'm able to dodge my real life. It's dynamite.
3: Just, just keep coming back for the show. That's all. Oh no, ask. no,
2: the metaverse. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be in the metaverse like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> and it's not gonna. I'm gonna like find out things. and you know, Meta. Oh, look, Meta doesn't deserve to go down. If Zuckerberg can't, if they overhired. They, no, give me the one that I'm in with Zuckerberg. Don't give me that. Zuckerberg did a mighty. I'm jacked in the Zuckerberg one. I, I look. I think that they're switching, and the model switching. But Reels is going to shock people. It's taking share from TikTok. By the way, Snap, the pathetic Snap. Man, yeah, i tell that you, was TikTok. Uh,
3: yes. Even uh, well, just yesterday the Nathanson downgraded Snap, yeah. saying we we don't like to downgrade on the heels of a terrible quarter. But in this case, you kind of have to rethink. What oh, we, how we time. think of
2: their model. No, that, that, that is big time. I think uh, Evan Spiegel should downgrade himself. He should come out and say I'm uh, speaking,
3: speaking of ad uh, markets, Jim, this double downgrade of Paramount over at Goldman to Oh, Bissell my God. And, and can- Wolf going Roku underperform. Uh, they're talking about scales in trouble and monetization's in trouble.
2: Well, Roku's, Roku is, is Shopify. They, they were great for at home. Paramount what, Tom Cruise is going to make more than Paramount's quarter? I mean, I thought that you know, now people just are saying, when is Paramount going to be sold? Uh, that was insult to injury, that downgrade. It's absolutely true that ad dollars are down, which is why it's very difficult to think that Google can... Ad, out, look, it's very easy to say that everything's bad. And oh, yeah. I just went through a whole group of companies that are doing quite well.
3: Well, I don't think the, the Paramount and Roku downgrades aren't that things are bad necessarily, but there are better, there are more AVOD... Alternatives, And that's going to make it it's hard to true. grow.
2: It's true. I mean, look, I just feel when, when I look at what uh, Bob Backage is doing, I frankly think, okay, you know what? He's doing his darn best. It doesn't matter. But I, here's what I'm wondering. Why um, were, was everyone so optimistic about retail? Why were these retailers so optimistic? Why did they say that the second quarter would be good? What made them think? Where are the Walmart merchandisers? Where are their merchants? What is McMillan doing? He's the CEO. Um, Now, there are a lot of other people, other CEOs who screwed up in retail, certainly. But I, I question the acumen of these people. See, it's our job. Now, look, I'm not just a journal. I mean, I don't want to say I'm some Superman. I've screwed up so many times, it's ridiculous. Oh, of course, that will be used on YouTube for the rest of my life. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I said it. it. But, you know, it, like, it's about optimism versus pessimism. And I think it was right to be pessimistic about the consumer with gasoline where it was. It's right to be pessimistic about the consumer when you saw the receipts of what you were getting. And I just don't see, with everyone knowing, did, any, did everyone think that inflation was under control at Walmart?
3: The problem was, we're, how confident were you that you'd see better relief, right? I mean, I we've been talking about. We've been talking about apparel inventory. I mean, I
2: remember downgrades of Gap in February. Look, I think Gap. I have a lot of Gap clothes, and I went to new, I went to the uh, I went to Banana Republic. By the way, I paid. The guy next to me didn't pay. I thought that was amazing that they let people buy expenses have expenses sweaters and just have them leave. None of these guys are talking about pilferage, and shrinkage. I mean, you know. Oh, I watched Target and I watched Gap. I sit outside. It's fun. I mean, I like to count how many people don't pay. What kind of country? So, I mean, and then none of them talks about it. None of them know. None of them's willing to say the truth, which is you steal and then you put it on Amazon. Yep, it's a fence. Amazon is a fence. Uh, I mean, fence, you know, like the it's, movies. It's
3: closed gym, it's drugstores, uh, it's why Starbucks is closing stores. It's a physical retail has serious issues.
2: Well, the, you know, we decided to not prosecute those people very heavily. I don't look. There's economic reasons why you have this stuff. But when I went to it, when I got in line to go to a Ross store, because they were only taking a couple people at a time so that they could monitor sure. stealing, what kind of numbers are they going to have? I mean, I, I think these retailers, you can't ask a clerk, a terrific 65 year old woman to stop some guy who's stealing. And yet that's what these people are doing. And, and by the way, all the CEOs off the desk, is what they talk Sure,
3: about. of course. No, I mean,
2: come on air. They don't come on air and like sit over there with the mad money and I say, hey, I guess people are stealing things. And they'll say, what are you talking about? But off the desk, what they say is, we don't even know what to do. They have this bill in Congress, which makes it so that you can't fence, you go to prison if you fence things. But when you have a jailbreak of people, 80 people raiding a mall, those people are fencing it. They're going on Amazon after. and by the way, you can look at some of the name brand hardware stuff that's made by a Home Depot or Lowe's and you can see it on Amazon, but it's not, these are house brands, but they're not sold by Lowe's and Home Depot. Those are fences. Yep. So we've got a modern day fencing operation and
3: nobody seems to care. Well, I think it. People are people are watching it, Jim. And by the way, to your to your broader point, uh, it's Walmart, Nike, and Home Depot that are all uh, the top Dow laggards of the moment, down 137.
2: They all hurt by gasoline. Gasoline went up a lot. It uh, up it's a lot.
3: Down 60 cents from the highs, but it well, is still I mean, up a buck 30 on a year. Yeah. You know,
2: and how much yeah. they just the petroleum reserve every day. You know, that was meant for defense. Yeah.
1: Let's get to Bob Bassani. Morning, Bob. Morning, Carl. Uh, And most of the damage on the Dow is really due to Walmart. It was down at $1.11. So that's an impact. Just take a look at the sectors. Not surprisingly, retail is the weakest one. Watch XRT there. That's the big retail ETF. Uh, energy uh, oil, folks, is creeping back up. It's $98 uh, right now. It's been happening the last couple of days. Metals and mining still strong. So the commodity sector is still well, doing well. Tech modestly to the downside ahead of the major earnings from uh, from uh, Apple uh, and Microsoft. Just take a look at uh, where we are in retail. Not, there's no surprise. Walmart's now. No surprise uh, that Kohl's and Macy's are down. I'm a little surprised about Nordstrom because that's the high-end consumer. There's a lot of debate about how much the high-end consumer is really being impacted by the inflation. But you see. Uh, they're all down, uh, no matter what's part of the consumer that you're talking about. It doesn't help that the Internet sales companies are all down. Shopify didn't help things a little, laying off 15 percent of their workforce uh, as e-commerce growth slows down a little. So not only Shopify, but all these other big uh, Etsy, uh, Amazon, uh, Chewy, all these e-commerce companies uh, are down uh, on that news. But the overall earnings, and I I love the big industrial companies. I love the three M's of the world because they work all over the world. Uh, Coke was a great number overall. Um, Organic revenue growth. Up 12 to 13 percent. Their guidance versus prior guidance, seven to eight. Those are pretty good numbers. McDonald's global comps 9.7 versus 6 percent estimate. Those were good numbers too. 3M beat, but they did lower their full year guidance a little bit. Uh, People seem not to be bothered by that terribly much. Uh, So overall, these are good. If you look at the commentary. It's all over the place. I like the look of the color, what the CEOs are saying. Look at the 3M emphasized we see really strong demand across many of our end markets. Well, there's the good news. Uh, Mary Barra, there's concerns about economic conditions out there. She was talking about managing costs and supply chain issues. Uh, McDonald's was talking about their operating environment challenging. They're planning for a wide range of scenarios. This means they're not certain about the economic outlook, so you can get very wide ranges of outcomes, potentially, in the second half of the year. As for Walmart, I think the surprise here is, remember what happened in May with Target? Walmart, look at that. Walmart dropped 15% in May when Target made their announcement out all these inventories, so we knew all this. I think what was the surprise here was not about inflation, but it was about the magnitude of the impact That's what surprised people, and that's why it was down so much. It was much bigger than people had already uh, planned for. But we have seen comments about the consumer slowing down. Remember Seagate? Was it last Wednesday or Thursday? They came out and specifically said consumer demand is down more than we anticipated, reflecting a sharp rise in inflation impacting discretionary spending. Seagate said the same thing that Walmart and Target has been saying a few days ago. So, Carl, where are we? I think the key story here is uncertainty on the economic outlook. And we still have this K-shaped economy that's out there. We still have individuals. The high-end consumer still looks pretty strong overall. I think the key story here is still more beats than misses out there. This earning apocalypse we were obsessed with a month ago, Carl, still has not materialized in the market. Back to you. All right, Bob, thanks. Uh, Bob Bassani. As we go
3: to break, take a look at the bond report. Of course, Fed meeting begins today. We'll get the statement and the presser tomorrow for the time being. Got the curve below three as people continue to talk about a head and shoulders pattern on at least the 10-year. Yeah. Below 273 uh, might imply a target of two, depending on how you read some of these charts. We'll be right back. Keep your eye on Coinbase down 10% this morning, uh, facing a U.S. probe into whether it improperly let Americans trade digital assets that should have been registered as securities. Company says on Twitter, we're confident in our rigorous diligence process and we look forward to engaging with the SEC on the matter. Dow shaving some early losses, down 84, don't go away.
2: Got new core tonight, Jim? Yep, and the stock is actually up, Leon Topalion. Um, and then Brack and Daryl, a lot of people thought that the, the Logitech number was uh, weak. Well, it didn't matter. The stock is bouncing. We get a lot of stocks that are down so much, they look up from here. Like 3M. We've been through a few of those this morning. 3M. Yes. Well, look, I just think, you know, look, we have to be tough. Co- we cannot just say, well, I guess that's a the consumer. These are companies. Well, I guess that's the
3: players. These are coaches. Jim, we'll see you at 6. Mad Money, of course, 6 p.m. Eastern time. In the meantime, uh, Dow Down 126 on this Tuesday. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
2: You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street.